Praise the Lord, everyone. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. There's nothing like being in the presence of uh, Jesus. I uh, remember a trying time one time. I was in a little trial and Seemed like every time I got down to pray, I never felt the Lord. It went on for a pretty good little while, but I never stopped praying. I never stopped praising. I just kept on doing what I knew that I needed to do. And I remember one morning when I got down to pray, all of a sudden he flooded me with his presence. And oh my, praise God, all the praying that I did without ever feeling him and all the things that I did without even knowing that he was really there is all worthwhile. I said it was all worthwhile when I felt his presence that day. There is nothing like being in the presence of God. I'm like Brother Riggin. I don't know where I'd be today if it hadn't been for God. I'd be afraid to even think. I'd be afraid to even think where I would be. If you have your Bibles tonight, I'd ask you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Man, ever since we walked in here, or I walked in here tonight, I... Man, I just got flooded with the presence of the Lord and just, man, I had goosebumps on top of goosebumps. I'm not kidding you, man. Praise the Lord. And I know that the Lord's here to do and help us tonight. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Kind of sounds like us tonight. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as fire, set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Oh, precious, precious Jesus. Thank you tonight for what you're fixing to do, Lord. I'm so glad tonight that I'm able to be in your presence to be able to lift you up, to be able to exalt you tonight. Oh, thank you, Master. Praise God. We love you. God, anoint our hearts and our minds and our ears tonight, Lord. Let there be a great anointing here tonight, God, to rest upon your people, Lord. Let this word speak tonight, God, in your name, Jesus. We praise you and we thank you. Put your Bibles down and praise it, will you? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We love you tonight, Jesus. What a God we serve. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I'd like to preach for a little bit tonight. A time to stay saved. A time to stay saved. First, I'd like to say tonight that I'm glad to be alive and 2018. Living for God today is the best of times and the most rewarded times in the history of the church. I believe that. Praise God. 
I believe with all my heart that we're living in the rapture generation. When God's about to come back for his church. It all started on the day of Pentecost 33 uh, AD. Uh, God's New Testament church was formed and established with the outpouring uh, of the Holy Ghost. Now this is not just another religion or a church down here on the corner. But this church was founded uh, upon the doctrine uh, of the original teaching uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and the apostles. It all started way back then. And it's still just as strong tonight. And when Jesus returns, uh, he's going to find some born again believers, blood washed, Holy Ghost saints of God, still serving him uh, like they did on the very first day. I plan on being in that number. Praise God when that number's called. I pray to God that I see all y'all up yonder on the other side of glory. Praise God. What a privilege it is to continue what God started so long ago. I said, what a privilege. I don't want to mess you up tonight, but I believe the day of Pentecost is not just a 24-hour period. Since when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Holy Ghost is just as real today in 2018 as it was the first time that Simon Peter spoke in tongues on the first day that he gave the salvation message uh, of Acts 2 and 38. Uh, this is Pentecost. Uh, I said, this is Pentecost. Uh, this is a period of time uh, that God has appointed uh, for the church, uh, for the world uh, to find salvation. An opportunity for you and I to serve him. Yeah, we're going to have the testings and we're going to have the trials. But we know if we are faithful in the indefinite time or the point of time, he's coming back for his church. We don't know the day nor the hour, but in the meantime, certain characteristics will mark the time of Pentecost. We'll be speaking in tongues. We'll be operating in the gifts of the Spirit till God decides that the day is over. Oh, come on, somebody. I believe that. This is not a time for us to be laying up treasures in the flesh. This is a period of time to be focusing on staying saved and being saved and winning the loss at all costs. Pentecost is still going on tonight. I don't believe that the church that Jesus died for and is coming back for some weak need, sissy bunch of fearful, spiritual anemic saints of God in the last day. But I believe he's going to find a strong powerhouse, a muscle-bound, come on, a muscle-bound, a vibrant spiritual church uh, on fire uh, when he says, Gabriel, blow that trumpet. Uh, people that's excited about serving God, uh, worshiping and praising him, uh, not half asleep on the pews.
overwhelmed by their own needs, uh, but on fire for God uh, just as much as they was in 33 AD. Come on, somebody praise him tonight. Come on, you ought to have the fire of the Holy Ghost tonight. If you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Did you know that God wants to do miracles in this church in the last day? He wants to use you in the gifts of the Spirit and let you be involved in what he's doing, praise God, in the signs and the wonders. He wants to do that with this church. The Holy Ghost you got is the same as it was 33 AD. It's just as powerful as it was with the original saints. It has not lost its power. It has not lost its power. Jesus is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. People from all over Jerusalem started repenting, started getting baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost because the saints of God was busy telling them to expect something to happen when the church starts praying and worshiping. How many of you really believe that God's going to pour his spirit out? How many of you really believe that your friends and your in-laws and your outlaws are going to come? How many really believe that? Don't say it, you believe it, really don't believe it. If you don't believe it, don't speak it. But if you believe it, speak it. Speak to that thing. Speak to the north. Speak to the south. Speak to the west and the east. Come on, speak to it. Prophesy to it. You really believe he's going to do that in these last days? I believe it's going to happen right here. Praise God. And I believe you're going to see backsliders. You might not believe it, but I believe it. I believe you're going to see lost family members. I believe you're going to see friends come into this church for the rapture's over with. Uh, come on. If you expected it to happen. I said if you expected it to happen. We got to be like one Jesus left one place and went to the other place. He didn't preach a different message to them when he went to Capernaum. It was the same message that he preached to the other bunch. The difference was one had an expectancy and the other didn't. It's his mercy that broke through the roadblocks of their unbelief that he healed a few folks. But he just went down the road just a little ways. And it said they brought all the sick folks, all the demonic folks, all the people that was oppressed, oppressed, depressed, people that was having all kind of problems. It said nobody went home with no problems. Everybody went home healed that night. It said it was the greatest thing that ever happened in Capernaum. And friend of mine, that can be like right here tonight. 
We can have one of the greatest services that you would ever want to have, but you've got to expect to have a great service. You just can't come and say, well, I hope we have good service. That's spiritual welfare. You've got to expect to have a good service. You've got to make it happen. Praise God. Praise God. If we tarry in prayer and worship, at the same time we're telling others about it right now, it's not going to happen because pastor gets out there and all of a sudden the whole town's saved because he preached the message that Peter preached. It, listen, it wasn't the upper room or the location. Praise God. It wasn't because the saint, come on now. It was because the saints was telling others in town to expect something to happen. Come on, how many of us telling somebody, I want you when you come to expect to get the Holy Ghost. I want you to come expecting to be healed. I want you to come expecting to be delivered. I want you to come expecting God, God to meet your need. That's when God's moving. When we're telling somebody about God and his word. Now it's time to plant the seed to our friends and family. Now's the time to be praying and worshiping and expecting something miraculous to happen. Come on, when you come in this church building. It'll just be a building if you just walk in and walk right back out. It's just going to be a place with a bunch of walls. Come on and getting up and singing a few songs and getting excited a little bit. But when we come in, something ought to change about us. Something, friend of mine, we ought to be more altered toward being like Jesus than ourselves. Uh, some of us has got to disappear. Uh, come on, and he's got to appear. I want to be more like him today. I want Mike Heron to disappear, but I want to be more like Jesus. Now's the time, church, to get on fire and let God move when you walk through these church doors. This is the time of Pentecost right now. This is, come on, this is the day of Pentecost. It's just as real and alive in 2018 as it was back then. It's still alive. God's still moving. God's still working. You know why the devil wants to distract you and get you self-centered inside your soul-centered? Because and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all at one accord in one place. One accord, one place. He doesn't want us being in one accord. He wants us disagreeing. With each other, he doesn't want you to be in one place. He wants you to miss church for any reason that comes up. Joel said, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, if you don't believe that tonight, you're a little stiff. And starchy. Now my wife, man, she used to starch my shirt, and you could throw them things in a corner, and they'd stand up all by themselves. 
I said, honey, back off on the starch. I'm just playing, honey. <laughs> if you don't believe that tonight, you better get your umbrellas out. Because something's going to happen, friend of mine, when the saints begin to pray and the saints begin to witness and they come in church expecting something to happen. Because the Bible says, old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Uh, it's going to get to the point uh, that it doesn't matter who walks through those doors uh, with whatever sin or problem. Because uh, my Bible says that, and it shall come to pass that whosoever call uh, on the name of the Lord uh, shall be delivered. Uh, shall be delivered. Uh, whosoever call on the name of the Lord. Uh, whosoever call on the name of the Lord. Uh, shall ever call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered come on shall be delivered why do you think God waited for 10 days before he filled them with his spirit what was he waiting on after he sent them back to Jerusalem to pray and expect What was God waiting on? Could he have been waiting on everybody to get the prayer meeting before he moved? Huh? Everybody be in the same mind on the same page for revival? Everybody start witnessing, telling others? Could he have been waiting on everybody to finally get excited about being in church and expecting something to happen? I don't know, but I know this. When they were all in one accord in one place... He moved. When you look at it in another, it says when they all got together. Come on, when they all got together. When they had gathered, come on now. When they had gathered in the same location and were for one another, something out of heaven came. Something out of heaven came. God can't move until we for one another. I said, God wants us to be for one another. And then God will move. We can come in here and sit at the same location. But if we're not loving one another and being for one another, God's not going to move the way God can move. Until we for one another. New command I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have loved one for another. Kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. By love serve one another for all the law is fulfilled one word even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor. Hello is thyself. I had one of the worst neighbors you could ever have. I'm not kidding you. He was the worst neighbor. He did everything he could to provoke me. He actually really wanted to fight me. And I'd be cutting my yard and he'd pull down his driveway and he'd run over there on my property and he was standing there. 
sergeant at arms. I'd just kind of look at him. And something come over me one day. And he pulled up and he did that. And he come over there. Already, his butane tank was already about 15 feet on my property. I didn't say a word about that. I just kind of let that go. And all of a sudden, something come over me. And I jumped off with that lawnmower. And I run over there and I got about as close as I could get up on him. Eye to eye. Tooth to tooth. Nose to nose. And I said, is there a problem? That's just how I asked him. I didn't holler at him. I just asked him real nice. I said, is there a problem that you and I need to work through? Is there something wrong? And he turned around and walked off. I'm telling you, I about fasted myself to death over him. Pray. Because I said, God, you didn't give me this place for me to be enemies with my neighbor. You give me this place so I could be a witness for you, God. So I'll tell you what I started doing. Every time that I cooked outside, I made sure that I cooked enough food for him and his family. I did. And his name was Mike, and my name's Mike. And I'd say, hey, Mike. After I'd put that expensive fence up, <laughs> that big wood fence up all the way down one side of my property that I really didn't have the money to do, but I said, man, I've got to do something. He'd come to the fence and I'd say, and I'd hand him over canned food. And he said, what's this? I said, this is for you and your family. And he told me one day, he said, let's go to the creek. I said, my creek? <laughs> now let's shoot our guns. I tell you, people watch you. They really do. And I wasn't even paying attention. He had him a little, little, ice chest and man he was he was killing them beards and he was throwing them cans in my creek and I said hey won't you throw them back in your container and so we was shooting our pistols and he said boy you're kind of good with that I said well it's fine I should be I ought to be able to shoot it since it's mine and he asked me this question he said did you shoot my dog I said, now Mike, I said, I had your dog in my sights. I said, and I said, I was supposed to shoot your dog. And I said, something said, don't shoot the dog. Man, I just kind of, and I, in the same voice, don't shoot the dog. So I said, today's your lucky day. Because you've been coming over my yard leaving things that don't belong in my yard. But today's your lucky day, dog. And I said, no, I didn't shoot your dog. I said, but I wanted to shoot your dog. But I didn't shoot your dog. I said, all honesty. He said, you know what? He said, ever since I moved here, he said, I've been trying to provoke you to fight me. And I thought, I know, I know. And I said, you don't know how bad I want to beat you up. I want to put a thrashing on you. <laughs> he better be glad I had the Holy Ghost. All I can say. <laughs> and he said, I don't know what you got. He said, but whatever you got, he said, 
stand over there whistling in the yard. And he said, I don't know what that language is you're speaking over there. He said, but I'll hear you over talking in some language. I pray in my yard. I pray all over my place. It's my place. I pray all over it. Sometimes I go lay down in the creek bed and pray. I do, right down beside it. Because it's real sandy. Praise the Lord. And he said, I don't know what you've got. He said, but I have tried to make you mad. And he said, all you've done has been kind and smiled. I said, it's called the Holy Ghost. And he said, we need that. And I said, you sure do. I want to take you and your kids to church. See, I could have flew off the handle. But boy, that, that scripture just coming to my mind. Love thy neighbors. You love yourself. And I said, God, you're going to really have to help me to love this guy. Because he's really keeping me upset all the time. Jesus gave us many commandments and principles to live by. But when they kind of backed Jesus into the corner one day, he asked them, and he put it all together and he summed it up. And Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first great commandment. The second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. These two commandments hang on the laws and the prophets. Maybe Jesus waited 10 days because it took the saints that long to start loving one another. To lay aside their differences while praying and start serving one another. Who knows? I don't know. But in closing tonight, all I know for sure tonight is that God has promised us an end time, latter rain, outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And he wants to save and deliver our families, our friends. Uh, come on, when we get in one place and one accord uh, and start expecting things to happen, uh, I believe that God's going to start doing it. I fully expect to pray somebody through Sunday morning and Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I expect to do that. I'm coming expecting. Can I get anybody to expect with me? Come on, will you believe with me? I want to believe that it's going to happen. The word Pentecost just symbolizes a time and opportunity for souls to be saved. And appointed time for God to test us and deliver us from our sins. It's harvest time. I said it's harvest time. I believe this, if we've been planning, come on, if we've been planning, if we've been planning the seed by our witnessing, if we've been praying, if we've been expecting God to move, then look out, the rain's about to rain. I said, it's about to rain in here. I said, it's about to rain in here. Now, this is what I'm wondering tonight. If you don't feel it, by all means, don't do it. But if you feel this, 
I tell y'all about that little girl. I did. About telling her mama she has corn. You know what that pastor told me? He said, Brother Heron, he said, under all my altars, he said, if you look out here, there's a church about 1,200. He said, if you look out, and he's in the middle of the woods. He said, if you, if you look out here, he said, everybody in this church, he said, their names are on the altars. And he said, they just started praying and putting their names on the altar. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight that would like to bring a name of a friend or a family member that needs to be saved, a backslider, somebody you work with, and lay up on these altars tonight. Because this is just as real as 33 A.D. The day and the period of Pentecost is still alive and well tonight. But it's up to you to respond tonight. It's not up to this preacher to respond. Come on. I preached my bird to you. But now it's up to you. Who's going to be the first one to step out and say, you know what? I'm planting a seed in this altar tonight. And I'm putting that name there. And every time I come, I'm going to water that name by my tears.